Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Let's take the temperature of the S-REIT market here in Singapore. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. The pandemic has had varying degrees of impact on S-REITs, especially for retail and office S-REITs. In terms of average occupancy rates, how have they been faring? Which REITs have had limited impact on their portfolio in terms of occupancy? We're going to find out today. Meanwhile, hospitality REITs, the expectation is that we could see an uptick in revenue uh, given the second quarter supported partly by an increase in stay-home notices. So um, how far will this support hospitality rates? How is this sector expected to fare in the coming quarter? And according to a report by property consultant Cushman and Wakefield, data centres are likely to become key investment focus areas for Asian real estate investment trusts. This as more companies seek to become increasingly digital. So our big question today is, has COVID-19 team structurally increase the demand for data centers and how have REITs been responding to that, if any, structural change. Also, SPH Real Estate Investment Trust revenue and distribution rose in the third quarter, ended May 31st. We'll take a closer look at the details with Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist and independent financial advisor. Good morning, Kenny. How are you? Hey, good morning, Michelle. I'm good. Thank you. As always, let's start with your view on the S-REIT sector, an overview of how the sector is faring. And later on, we're going to go into office and retail REITs and ask you uh, what you're seeing in terms of occupancy. But first, let's get a general overview. How is the S-REIT sector faring now? Yeah, so far for the past uh, few weeks, uh, about three to four weeks, actually there was a mini rally. Uh, for the REIT sector uh, in general, mm-hmm. they are basically rallying from the uh, support level of 820 to 880. Uh, and mainly the rally actually comes from the small and mid caps. Those big caps like Ascenders, Maple Tree, they are not really uh, uh, moving. They are mm-hmm. still trading in a side way. Mm-hmm. So uh, all, all in all, basically, they are still trading within a range. At the present moment, the REIT index actually is teasing the 880 uh, resistance level. Uh, if the resistance level is, is broken, I expect uh, that will uh, uh, kick off the official bull run for the Singapore index. So all in all, uh, it looks good. And I'm currently looking at charts. Mm-hmm. There actually, there's no major effect on the KDV cluster for the past two days. So, so these are the bullish signal uh, uh, for the Singapore sector. So okay. hopefully, the, the, the mini rally continues. All right, so that's quite a change because over the months when we talk to you, we often hear it's trading sideways, Michelle, still going sideways. Uh, so you're seeing a rally and you don't think the KTV outbreak uh, cluster has, you know, um, seen any sort of impact by investors in the S-REIT market. No no reaction whatsoever. Yeah, next two weeks you'll be critical because mm. I think that uh, government probably you announce how they want to deal with this KTV cluster. So uh, probably news will come up in the next uh, a few days, and next week we'll see whether uh, the the REIT sector itself really react to the new new measure. That's one thing. The second thing is earnings season. If any, season. if any, yeah, yeah. If, if any, uh, the earnings season starts. So it mm. expected the earnings to beat last year because last year was uh, has a very low baseline. Definitely will beat. 
is a no question mark. So if the earnings continue to be strong and the dividends continue to come back, I think that that will give S rate a good support. Positive news for the small and the mid-cap stocks. And could you repeat that key support level uh, that you're saying uh, could see a breakthrough in? Yeah. Uh, the REIT index has been trading for the past one year between the range of 820 mm-hmm. and also 880. Okay. Now, at the present moment, today, today we have a small little green bar, which means there's some bullish, bullishness in the, in the REIT index itself. Uh, currently, it's trading about 886. Okay, got it. All right, let's take a look at occupancy rates. So which REITs, in your opinion, Kenny, have seen very limited impact on their portfolio in terms of occupancy? And let's focus on the office and the retail sectors. Yeah, actually during the uncertainty period, uh, mm. the two very important uh, uh, numbers we, we need to pay attention to, especially for the investor. One of them is the long bill, greater average lease expiry, the longer the better, mm-hmm. and also the high occupancy. So basically, I do the uh, sorting uh, on my risk screener. I, I, I screen up those uh, retail and also office sector with a long bill and also high occupancy rate. Uh, surprisingly, uh, and also not surprisingly, mm-hmm. in a commercial rate, uh, they have the uh, office uh, in UK, uh, has a hundred percent occupancy and also seven point years to build. So this is a REIT, right? Elite, elite commercial. Elite commercial. Okay. Yeah, this represents that in the next few years probably we'll see very stable dividends because they are fully occupied and also the lease expiry will not be expired so soon. The second uh, place come into this uh, office REIT is a capital REIT. Have the, they have the occupancy rate of about 96.5% and also the will of 6.7 years. It's pretty long. Wow. Yeah, the third position, Manulife US rate. That's why everybody's talking about US, maybe work from home and those things. Then the people worry about that may, whether, whether that dividend will be impacted. But if you look at the occupancy rate for the Manulife, it's 92% and the will is 5.3 years. Whoa. What is the will again referred to? Uh, with the average lease expiry. I see. Okay. Right. All right. So retail and office REITs uh, seem to be moving in a very positive direction then. Yeah. For, for the retail one, uh, the, the number one position which have the high occupancy is the United Hampshire US REIT. Another U.S. REIT, okay. Yeah, another U.S. REIT. Basically, they have a grocery uh, stock uh, shop and also the self-storage, right? The occupancy is about 94% mm-hmm. and the will 8.1 years. It's pretty long, 8.1 years. And, and, and followed by the Sahil Global, uh, 96% uh, and the will uh, is a 5.4 years. But Sahil Global, I have some reservations because it very much depends on how this uh, KTV cluster, uh, you know, how things will pan out. This is Star Hill Cluster REIT. Star yeah, Hill Global Star Hill REIT? Global. Global. Right. Yeah, okay. Global, yeah. Because they have the uh, portfolio in Orchard Road, uh, Wisma Atria, and also the Nian City. Okay. And at the present, at the present moment, the, our border is still not open, open yet. And this may impact. But I don't think there will be a big issue because uh, the long bill and also high occupancy rate. Okay, got it. So that's number two, right? Yeah, number two. 
And number three mm. is the land list. But land list is not really 100% retail, but they, they, uh, they have a 70% uh, revenue come from the uh, Somerset 313. So the occupancy rate is 99.7% wow. and the sale of 4.6 years. Ooh, retail REITs in Singapore are doing well when it comes to occupancy. Right, right, that's right. Really well. All right, that's terrific. Thank you for sharing your original research with us here, Kenny. Uh, next up, let's take a look at this headline. Hospitality REITs could post an uptick in revenue per available room in the second quarter due to stay-home notices here. So do you agree with this analysis, Kenny? Uh, no, unfortunately. Okay. Because I think there's a misconception over there. Uh, when when there is a stay-home notice or, or someone of the to be converted to the isolation center mm. or serve a stay-home notice, basically the government block book the whole hotel. And the hotel, they are uh, mainly, they are, they are not opening to the external uh, guests or external tourists. And when they block book, they are, normally they are block book at the lower uh, room rate. Uh, we call it, in this case, the red park, uh, revenue per available room. Mm-hmm. So, if you look at the CDL Hospitality Trust and also the Far East Hospitality Trust, uh, actually, the Red Park dropped a lot uh, due to the stay-home notice. And uh, CDL, the, the overall Red Park dropped by 40%. And the uh, Red Park for Far East Hospitality Trust dropped by 50%. So, so, it's also understandable because when you serve as the uh, isolation center, yeah. there are a lot of facilities like gym, like swimming pool, like restaurant and a common place. Mm-hmm. You, you can't allow those, uh, those people under quarantine to really walk around. Basically, they have to stay in a room. Yeah. So, you are not paying for that kind of facility. Then, then you cannot command such a high uh, room rate. Got it. So you got to look at that rev par. You want to look at that figure quarter on quarter. Do you think so that some hospitality REITs, particularly if they have overseas markets, and we know that some overseas markets have had uh, been able to relax safe distancing measures like Europe. So for, for hospitality REITs with that global footprint, uh, CDL Hospitality Trust, for example, could they see an increase in rev par quarter on quarter? Uh, they, once the opening, especially Europe, you know that there's a European uh, uh, football, right? Basically, they can travel freely itself. Mm. I, I would expect that actually the, the red part you, you goes up. Mm-hmm. But so far, uh, those uh, re- hospitality rates with the uh, overseas hotel, uh, especially in Europe or in China, uh-huh. we don't see there is a support in the stock price. Uh, except one. Uh, the ARA US Hospitality Trust okay. uh, year to date has already gone up by 33%. Wow. Wow. That, 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 that was one of the best performance of Hospitality Trust. And this one also coincides with the vaccination rate in US. Mm, ARA Hospitality Trust. Right, that's right. Got it. So, Kenny, looking ahead, how do you think the hospitality sector is going to fare in this coming quarter? Uh, it very much depends on uh, the vaccination rate mm-hmm. for the different countries uh, because because they have some of the uh, hospitality trusts they have the hotel all over the world. So it very much depends on that uh, in Europe, in US, uh, whether the vaccination rate uh, uh, can and can cover as mu- as many people as possible. That's one thing. The other thing is uh, we will need to see the cases of the Delta variant to see how much damage uh, to the, the so-called the whole healthcare system. 
right? Although the, the cases are lost, but if most people, they are uh, being vaccinated and they will not cause a burden to the hospital, then I think that uh, slowly the country, uh, you slowly open up. Once you open up, definitely you give a boost to the hospitality and also tourism sector. Lots of moving parts in that equation. Thanks, Kenny, for the insight. Kenny Lowe is REIT Specialist and Independent Financial Advisor. And right now, we're going to take a look at data centers. So data centers, key investment focus area for Asian REITs. That's what Cushman and Wakefield expects, that data centers uh, will become more important because more companies are seeking to digitize, right? And so Cushman and Wakefield uh, saying it is now evident that an increasing number of REITs that were originally focused on industrial logistics are now entering the data sector to achieve expansion in both market scale and profitability. So what do you think, Kenny? Data centers, are they likely to become a key focus area? And will you see REITs expanding to include data centers? Yeah, this, this, and I, I fully agree to this analysis because data center is not a hype and it's definitely is going to happen. right? And also it's here to stay and continue to be an important asset class uh, for the REIT moving forward. Uh, there, there are a few, there are a few reasons why data center is here to stay because we are undergoing the whole, uh, digital transformation in terms of businesses and also the economy. And definitely to do the digital transformation, we will need a lot of data and a, a lot of new applications will be coming up, which need to consume a lot of data. For example, artificial intelligence, robotics, uh, machineering, uh, cloud computing. And in, in addition, the rolling out of 5G, you enable even more data flow uh, due to the higher capacity, lower latency, and also more efficient connection density. And that will really create an exponential growth uh, in the data traffic itself moving forward. So if you look at the recent news of uh, Intel trying is trying to uh, acquire Global Foundry, mm. uh, uh, because data center uh, uh, need a lot of semiconductors. Right, semiconductor is normally is a leading indicator of all this kind of technology transformation. So, and also at the same time, techno, uh, semiconductor there's a huge shortage in the in the market now. Uh, yep. the, the supply side is not able to catch out the demand. Mm. So, so, and and this this leading indicator can be lead for one or two years and a few years ahead, right? And definitely, data center will be the mainstream moving forward. So, I would foresee that there will be more data centers to be listed in Singapore or even in overseas, for example, China read or Philippine read or, or Thailand read. Uh, uh, and you play a very key role moving forward. All right. In the last two years, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, Keppel DC Reed, Mitsui Fudosun Logistics Park Inc. and Cromwell European Reed all acquired data center assets in the last two years. So this is uh, definitely something we're going to see more of. And structurally, then you do agree, COVID-19 has increased the demand for data centers and this wave is here to stay long term. Yeah. Let's move on, Kenny. Uh, if we take a look at S-REITs for the second half of the year, what do you think? think are going to be some key drivers that SREIT investors are going to have to look out for? Uh, still come back to two things and maybe two plus one, I would say, hmm. right? The first thing is the ability to control the, the spike in the cases of Delta variants. That's the first uh, thing that we have to look at. The second thing is the rollout uh, speed of the vaccination. That, that's the two. And plus one, there'll be a KTV cluster. We do not know how the whole thing will go up. 
that will really uh, uh, this KTV cluster itself is is causing a drag to Singapore rates. So if we don't control well, I think the bullish breakout may be paused a while until that we can get everything under control again. So uh, if everything is under control, I, I would say that this uh, uh, KTV cluster is a little test uh, or exam question to our uh, government. Uh, to see that whether all the measures are moving forward, reopening, uh, whether uh, can be uh, effective. So uh, there are still a lot of moving uh, events uh, mm. going on. Yeah. All right, Kenny, as always, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Kenny Lowe, REIT Specialist, Independent Financial Advisor, right here on Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.